We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game day. You know what? Are the Warriors going to wear funeral attire today? Ben? Oh, I know. The, no, no, the Lakers are the ones who have to wear funeral attire, right? I, I think both. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to be, be prepared for death and to uh, to give death. So I think everyone's going to be wearing black uh, coming to I mean, we know, we know Big Loon Dog. He's going to come in the Neo Matrix fit that he's worn yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when I see him in the black trench coat with like the... What do you call those glasses that Neo would wear? The um, ones that, the, like the, that didn't have the the ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Loon, if, if, when I see glasses. Loon, when I see Loon in those with the trench coat, I feel confident that he's going to save us. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it's a weird position. Warriors down three one right now. I, I I feel like we need to start this overall. And for those listening, super producer, the original OG, Ben Cruz, sitting across from me. Where's your confidence level at right now? Where, where, where's your mental state entering this game? I mean, first of all, th- thanks for having me on. Uh, you, you know, I've, I filled in on the show a couple of times, and this is probably the first time I've had to fill in when Andy has fled the country. Uh, now that the Warriors are down three one, I mean, he might not. He might not come back if they. He lose. might not come back, and it, you know, it, it'll be a different world when he returns. Confidence wise, I mean. Not great. <laughs> you know, when you're down 3-1 and you're on the, the precipice of elimination, I mean, anyone who says you, you feel good about 3-1, you know, when they were down 2-0 to the Kings, you're like, I could understand feeling good about that. You know what I mean? You you have home court. You'll, you'll be able to get it back. 3-1, and look, with, with the Warriors, for them to win three in a row with the season that they've had, what, what they had two five-game win streaks this season, Right, where you, you both can point without to, Steph. Right, both without Steph, where you can point to, and you're like, oh, that, there's a nice little stretch. And every time they would falter back to to the mean. So, I mean, look, do I think they'll win tonight in Game Five? Probably. You know what I mean? The Lakers will probably give them this one uh, in blowout fashion. But th- there's no reason this team has given us to feel confident that they are capable of winning three in a row. At least this iteration, right? With with the, everything how with how everything's gone. It's uh, confidence is low between one and ten. I'm at like a, I'm at a two six, Sam. Not okay. Not, not high. 
I think I'm a little higher than you. I think I'm, I'm pushing a four and a half, maybe five. Ooh, um, okay. I rewatched the game. I've marinated on it for 24 hours. I've come through every angle in my head in this game. And Lonnie Walker, I can you can convince me right now, Lonnie Walker having one of the most unprecedented cold come into a game and hit everything 15.4th quarters is the only reason this isn't tied so if you're the warriors you actually feel reasonably good that you figured out how to play these guys doesn't mean it's easy doesn't mean there's much margin for error those are like that's my thing i actually think the warriors starters and no, just the starters um, <laughs> have figured out kind of how they want to hang with the Lakers, but the Lakers are good. Uh, They're there's good. not a lot of They're margin for error, and and that's where it concerns me coming into this one. So I, I guess we should start with this. Everyone listening to this is wondering, do you think they're going to bring the same GP2 starting lineup out? I mean – when when you said starters, I assume that you meant this, you know, last night's or sorry, two nights sure. ago's iteration. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you have to run that because I haven't seen them all season essentially get easy buckets like that. Where every time they ran it, every time they brought AD into the action, yeah, like oh, they're gonna get something here. And it's been a long, long time since you felt that, you know, with right. with the words as as magical as Steph you know, was in you know, game seven, the last series, you know, the finals uh, last year. Mm-hmm. It's still, everyone knows what they're going to run, right? Everyone knows what this Kerr offense looks like. And you know what the, the you know, the actions that they're going to run, even on these, you know, these the, the split actions and, and these pin downs, you're like, you just hope that they free up, you know, Clay gets free or Steph gets free. When they were running these, these pick and rolls with GP, it was wild just how con- like consecutive baskets, right? And, and just consecutive good looks, whether they hit them yeah. or not. And I think you got to run it back and just try because they, they also went away from it, right? Kind of in that fourth quarter, there was that stretch where they just weren't running it because, you know, AD was on Wiggins, which, you know, in, in, in the watchback was still like, I was still kind of baffled by it. Uh, and they ended up running it maybe once or twice down the stretch, but I feel like they could have gone to it more and just, you know, it, it was, that was the part that confused me the most at the, at the tail end. I definitely agree with you. I think they stumbled upon stumbled is the wrong word. It, it, it wasn't an accident. They definitely thought it out, but right. just attacking AD pulling him out of the paint and forcing him to be an active defender on Steph. It's twofold. One, it makes life harder on Steph. And mm-hmm. we saw what that looks like on the last couple of possessions, you know, whatever it's Steph. And another night he hits that shot and, you know, we're yeah. all here going to go. It is what it is. But, like, Anthony Davis is one of the best bigs at switching in the league, and he's good at guarding that action. And he has to commit to it because Steph Curry is the best pick-and-roll player, the best shooter. I mean, he's he's, he's Mount Rushmore level. Like, you're, what's he going to do? Go under it and just let him have a free shot? You know? Right. Like, that's not going to happen. So, on the one hand, he has to do that. On the other hand, it it does put the pressure on other guys to hit shots. And so to your point, you can feel frustrated that they gave away a game I thought they had in game four. I'm sure internally they feel that way. Um, they kind of projected that confidence, but I will say this. They've, they're they very good at projecting confidence. On the flip side, it's like I kind of only trust Steph these days. So, you know. Oh, there's it's a wide margin. 
from you know that that trust system. I mean, even Clay last night, and I, I get you know Clay was probably he's probably out of rhythm because of what they're running. It's not the usual actions, and you know he's he's kind of a rhythm based guy. But man, you you gotta play better than that when when Steph is literally doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually that you know that one two margin on offense is you know it's Steph up top and Clay just you know obviously below it, but. Last night was like a chasm, man. It was, or the other night, it was it was a chasm between them. And the fact that they were even in that game with Clay playing like that, Wiggins, you know, not hitting those open shots when he got them. Again, Poole just non-existent. Uh, it was it was just really hard to find where else they were going to get offense outside of Steph, who was just creating everything. I mean, GP two was doing his thing too, but you know, everything was at the rim for him, and and that wasn't going to be forever. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins and Clay combined to go five for 15 from three. The looks they got for the most part were looks they should hit. So it's it's one of those things where I, th- I think they have to stick with it, and we'll see. Win game five and then worry about game six after you get there. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that cliche, one game at a time, and, you know, they're, they're at home. Every, all the role players will probably play a little bit better, right? I mean, you might get, another Jermichael Green couple threes uh, here and there. And honestly, Sam, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way. You know, they lost the game by three. They didn't play well down the stretch. They they hit two of those threes, you know, two threes in that quarter. Yeah. It just kind of swings the whole game. Uh, and, and not to be, you know, I'm completely in, in the pessimist <laughs> section of, of my belief in this team right now, but... I don't know. I guess if you want to look at it the other way, you were, you know, you're at a four and a half out of 10 confidence wise. I don't know. You just make a couple more shots and the series is very, very different. And, and I think that they can do that at least, you know, at home and you kind of deal with game six uh, when, when, they, when they have to, the pressure's on them to close you out. Light years podcast, kick off the new year with new gear built to last our friends at shady rays. Have you covered from the sun to the slopes? With premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection. Insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. So I feel like the we, we've buried the lead. We've, uh, we've danced around it. The controversial topic, Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Maybe his worst game in a, in a playoff series as a Warrior, 10 minutes. Um, I'll call it his worst game because Steve Kerr just didn't go back to him, honestly. 10 minutes, zero points. Uh, it... it I mean, he was bad in those 10 minutes, but like how destructive can he really be? Like he just didn't get on the floor. Does he see more time tonight? Like, what do you even do with him at this point? Because this is, I haven't seen a playoff debacle this bad for a Warriors since Harrison Barnes in 16. 
Right. And, you know, they were a quarter away from winning the title. So it's, it's just so different now. And I mean, I feel like you got to give him a chance. Again, they're at home. And, you know, given everything that's surrounding him right now, maybe he still puts up a dud. Right. I think that's still, that's obviously very much in play. I think he does. There's literally no way he can't play worse. <laughs> right. It, right. So you run him out there and you have to spell Steph. I mean, Look, at, at the end of that game, as, as, as great as Steph was, you know, yesterday obviously not shooting from three, but everything else, like he was gassed. You know? and, and the reason why Steph is you know, one of the best closers in the game is Kerr does you know, much the chagrin of <laughs> a lot of people. Right, right. Uh, you know, Kerr does a good job of managing his minutes, and, 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 and he's able to you know, push through in, in, in the, you know, the you know, late stretch of games. And last night, you could just tell he was just a little bit gassed. And, you know, the, the run last year, because Poole was effective. Poole was pretty Poole efficient. Was super right? effective. I, I actually wanted to, I've been, I've been discussing that uh, on the old social media. I don't want Jordan Poole's poor play right now to rewrite history. That dude was the second best offensive player last year. He was. Right. He wasn't the second best overall player, but he was a bucket. At 50, 40, 90, very consistent, had. Against Memphis, he goes 32, 9, and 8. Can you imagine him doing that this year? Like, it feels a lifetime ago, right? And, like, none of this changes the reality of right now, but it does speak to his talent level. Like, he is yeah. significantly more talented than what he is right now, and I, I'm torn because I think they need to get him going because it alleviates pressure on other players on the offense. He's the only other player who can dribble. Yeah. Although last game, <laughs> that was debatable. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like he's the only other player who can coherently create his own shot off the dribble, and that alleviates a lot of pressure when teams start sending eight, nine guys, whatever it's Steph, fifteen guys. I mean, he's, we're now a rugby NFL team, you know. And at the same time, I'm watching him, and the body language sucks. Awful. He looks like a player who wants to get traded, like just yeah, begging for. To get a ticket, like, ah, it's done. We had a good, just send me to, you know, Orlando, send me to Toronto, whatever. Um, and I understand the coaching staff and particularly Steve Kerr being like, I don't know if I can trust this guy in the short term right now. So I don't, I don't know what you do with that, but they, they need to get production out of him because part of me was wondering if, if he could give them anything in game four, is Steph a little fresher to hit those shots down the stretch, you know? I mean, literally anything. I mean, he scored no points. You know what I mean? If if he has one of his typical bad Jordan Poole games where, you know, he shoots four for 12 and, you know, maybe has 12 points, they probably win that game last night. And that, that's insane to think about because, I, I mean, any other night you're you're clamoring for the Jordan Poole of, of last year, right? And it's, they they, he's so crucial to what they do despite, you know, Kind of to your point, uh, with with the way that history is kind of being rewritten around him. Again, I I remember that you know game six, that twenty one to nothing run that they hit between the, was yeah. it the end of the first and second. He was he was like the guy that you know he, he was the bank three, the the kick out three from Draymond, and he was just getting to the yeah. cup. Uh, it was it was unreal. And they don't they literally don't win that game without him. They don't make that run without him. And I don't know. He's if there's any game where he can kind of figure things out for the rest of the series, it has to be tomorrow. 
Because I mean, I, he's, a, you know. he's an important piece of the team. Part of I'm marinated on this all season. Like I was frustrated with the ro- the roster depth and yeah. like no veterans. But everything for me kind of comes back to this point. I don't know if that stuff really matters if Jordan Poole is just as good as he was last year. A thousand, at least not to the level. You know, like maybe they maybe two to three games worse. Not not like you know regression to middle the pack. Right. I mean, as good as Otto Porter was last year, he was great, and, and you know, obviously a big loss. Um, but <laughs> some of the uh, the stuff that makes me laugh now is, man, I really miss Bielitsa. Right. You're like, well, <laughs> we need to let's just remember, right. Jordan Poole filled a huge gap of that bench production and kind of covered up for a lot of what was missing. I, I guess the the counter is like, oh, if they had Bielitsa, it would help Jordan Poole get going. And maybe that's fair. Yeah, maybe. Maybe and, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it, it, sure. it probably doesn't hurt like for sure. But it's like it's like one of those things where you're like, you're hoping if you just put the little pieces in the whole the whole chemistry will come back together. Um, but we're still getting back to the same point, which is <laughs> a lot of this goes away if Jordan Poole just plays better. And he should be better, right? Yeah. He's a year better. So, And then, you know, Kaminga's, in theory, a year better. Moody's, in theory, a year better. And they thought those guys would fill in those chemistry gaps that were left by Otto and, and you know, Nemanja. It's, it's, and it's, it's not. <laughs> it just, it was, I, you know, I saw a tweet yesterday that uh, it was, Someone said that, you know, it's like Jordan plays like something traumatic happened to him at the beginning of the season. Like, that's just really it. Right. Ooh, and ooh. and <laughs> it's, that's not, that's not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to minimize it, but it, yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, uh, it's a bummer. It's, it's, it's just a bummer to think about now, especially now that, again, if, if this is 2 2, I think you, we're having a completely different conversation, right? Maybe the, the pool thing I think is not as big of a deal or it's not magnified. Uh, after no, after if that. they if they close game four, Steve Kerr is a genius for playing GP two. Steph's the best of all time. LeBron's nothing more than a you know roided out Dominique Wilkins. Uh, okay, that's mean. By the way, you know like <laughs> it, it, the the tenor of this conversation goes in a completely different way. Um, but yeah, he didn't. So now we're now we're you know we're back to the psychology. Uh, couch, and we're you know discussing how much did the the punch really ruin the whole season. I know uh, it's, it's it's domino effect, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's it's wild. And I mean, I, I did want to pick your brain on this. So you know, this is the second time they've been down three one, kind of like as a good team. If you look back on sixteen when they were happened, down three one, happened by the way Thunder. right after an unexpected title run. Right, exactly. So uh, in comparison, how are you feeling about? 2016 31 and 2023-31. I actually think I feel better. Okay. I remember watching game four with um and the the OG listeners remember our guy uh Jacob Greenberg. Okay. Um and I remember just being like, oh God, they're gonna get they're they got because they got the shit kicked out of them. It yeah. was like a physical overwhelming factor where I'm just like yeah, it's 73 wins, whatever, you know, like yeah. it was, it was um, a different feeling. And I'm not saying I didn't feel like this season's gone every way wrong, but they've won so much since then that I have like part of me, part of inside of me is like nothing rational suggests that they can make this comeback 
but they've done it enough times that I can believe it. Whereas in yeah. 16, I was just like, no, it's not happening. You know, like them coming back in 16 was part of the reason I've, I feel more confident now because I've seen the irrationality just pay off. Yeah. I mean, of it, there's still that whole, that lingering stat, right. Of no one's ever beaten Steph, Clay and Dre. And, you know, as, as a threesome in, in a non-final series, right. Which yeah. is just an, again, that's an insane stat and that might hold that might not. Uh, but you're right. Like now that we're, we were saying the years, like that was seven years ago. <laughs> that which is in of itself is like a wild thought. Like the argument's not, are they a better team than them? Because they're objectively not. The argument yeah. is what is my confidence? level? my confidence level is I've seen three rings since then. And I've seen every one of those players cement themselves as all timers. Yeah. Where like I'm just chiller than that's I was true. back then. That's you have that's a kid now. <laughs> that's <your> true. <laughs> in a few hours I will be chasing him around at five forty five in the morning. Yeah. I'm I am i am just gonna like, you know, they lose tomorrow. I'm just like, it's just basketball. I'll be like LeBron post game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, but it's like um the reality is like you see a team do it enough times, you're like, I don't feel confident about this, but I can't discount it. Whereas back then, yeah, they'd won a title, but they hadn't like established this legacy that was unbeatable. Um, my question right. for you is: All right, we're, we're we're entering Game Five. We'll end on this point. Who needs to step up most in Game Five for you? Who's the player you think needs to step the most and will change this game? Outside of Pool, or can I pick Pool? You can pick Pool. I mean, I feel like that's. Well, actually, no. I'll, I'll I'll scale the other way. I'll go Clay, because again, Still nine points for someone who's who played forty one minutes in Game Four, you know, and and just he, uh, look again. If he literally, if they are, if he has fifteen points instead of nine, they win, right? And it's still probably a, you know not a great game from an efficiency standpoint. But literally, they they literally got nothing from from pool and almost won the game, uh, and there's clearly some trust or there's still trust in Clay from Kerr, and I, that's not going away anytime soon. Clay's just got to have a game, man. And I'm not saying he has to have a 30 point game like he did in Game Two, but help help Steph, man. He's Steph's like Jerry Maguire out there. <laughs> you know what I mean, help me help you. So it's uh it's got to be Clay. I'm going to go with pool then. Okay. Um, those are my two. Honestly, shooting yeah. guard is the position of, of stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of them are stressing me, but for some reason we're going to focus on shooting guard. I need Jordan pool to find some version of rhythm and give Steve Kerr a reason to play him in game six. Uh, because if, yeah. if everything goes well, they'll, they'll avoid being closed out at home. And then, you know, we go to game six and it's going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough to go into LA and do anything like that. So I think if this series can get back on its track, they don't need Jordan Poole to be last year's Jordan Poole. They need Jordan Poole not to be G League Jordan Poole. They need right. something in between. And I do agree with you, Clay is probably the bigger one, but those two players need to get back on track because Steph needs some version of support on offense. And those are the two best players like Wiggins for as many shots as he missed in game four has pretty much played exactly the Wiggins series. I expect he's given them yeah. 
rebounding. He's giving him defense. He's filling the gaps. He's not scoring 50. He's also not scoring five. He's giving him a solid like 14 to 18 a game. Um, it's really like the explosive guys, the guys you expect, like you don't expect pool and clay to both score 30. You expect one of them to be threatening 25 to 30 most nights though. Yeah. And again, it's, I don't, I don't know if that's too much to ask of your, you know, your, your second and best, third best offensive options, right? Yeah. That, it's, oh, it's, it was, a, it was a rough go last night to have both of them combined for nine points. You know what I mean? And yes. one of them just a straight up goose egg. All right, we well, got to hear here, Ben. Appreciate you as always. 